Last time I checked, I was still a kid. Childish, childish. This all freaks me out. Childish, oh shit. How can I pet when I'm still a kid? Childish, oh shit. Who the hell decided I was ready for this? America, pay attention because it's time for me, Greg Fitzsimmons. And me, Allison Rosen. To kind of connect with you and talk about child rearing and child conception and breastfeeding and um, placenta eating. Oh, yeah. We're going to, you can encapsulate it. You can make it into a smoothie. You can have a placenta tartare. You can throw it in your rose bushes. Great for rose bushes. It's so good for rose bushes. It's good for flora. It's good for fauna. It's good for diets. It's good for bulking up. (laughs) (laughs) or we might just talk to you about stuff that's going on in our lives and it probably involves kids because we both have kids oh my god could i use some placenta right now what a day i've got ahead of me i need i need placenta energy right now uh daniel is currently uh dipping into this giant jug of creatine is he really yeah, he started jogging and now he's taking creatine. Wow. And my mother-in-law is in town right now. And I heard him telling her that he looked it up and it's very safe. But I still just can't help but think of, and I know that you don't watch this show. I wish you did. There's a show called Vanderpump Rules. It's on Bravo. And early in the season, Jax, uh, like I, something bad happened to him because he was taking so many vitamins and supplements and his friends had to throw them down the sink. Really? So, I don't know. I just I'm a little skeptical of 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 all this extra energy he claims to have. You know, I the the vitamins thing, the jury is out on a lot of scientists say that it's overkill and you're actually pissing out most of the vitamins you're taking in and that really you need to eat good food that has vitamins in it rather than take supplements. But then you got guys like Rogan that swear by it. And uh, so I I split the difference and I take. You know, because of uh, Corona, I hear that uh, vitamin C, vitamin Mm -hmm. D12, and zinc are the three things that can really help you ward it off. So I take those. Interesting. Everyone in my house, especially my kids, is sick right now. It's not COVID. But uh, in addition to a giant jug of creatine, there's a big jug of zinc gummies. Yeah. And I almost took one late last night because they looked like candy. And then I was like, I don't. And then I just was thinking zinc, that's in sunscreen. And I thought, no, I'm not, I don't feel like eating this. Although, yes, I've heard it's supposed to be good. I just take, and this is embarrassing, but I take one Flintstones chewable every day. No, you don't. No, you don't. I literally, I really do, Greg. I don't like the grape. I don't care for that flavor. I do because when I was pregnant, taking big vitamins like started making me nauseated. Um, so I just uh, stick with the children's chewables and I can handle those. Then do you rinse your mouth with a little sip from a sippy cup? That's right. I do. And, but, and then I breastfeed. But isn't that a lower dosage of the vitamin than an adult needs? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought. You know, that is a good question. I know at one point, like I needed iron and I really couldn't handle taking an iron supplement because those are can be really rough on your stomach. And I know that I checked the amount of iron in a Flintstones chewable and ran it by my doctor and she said it was okay. But I didn't go any further than that. Isn't it weird that people eat a metal iron? It is weird that we need it. It's weird. We need iron, but we don't need lead. No. Kids in Michigan need- are getting plenty of lead. 
they are. How's that going for them? It's not. They still haven't cleared it up. They're still fucked up. It's so fucked up. It's just like they're still like shipping in bottled water to Flint, Michigan. When I was a kid, there was a recall on Curious George dolls because there was lead paint in like the clothing of the monkey or something. Okay, I still remember that. Yeah. I remember I when uh, Owen was just starting, just getting his teeth, he was chewing on the railing of the crib that was uh, that that he was in, and uh, and I just thought to myself, yeah, that's what kids did with lead for years. Yeah, but what was what happened to them? Are they running our country now? Yes, I think the lead had. Um, um, I, I think people, what did, what did people get from lead? I think neurological problems, right? And nosebleeds. That and sounds nosebleeds, right. Yeah. Something pretty bad. Yeah. Um, listen, this is our final episode of 2021. Right. And so we've prepared for you a year end. We've gone through musical all the shows. Review. It's a musical review. <laughs> Childish. 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 These are things we talked about. Childish, childish. I mean, I yeah. What I, is all the fuss about? I would imagine there's a lot of podcasts out there where they did serious work for their year-end edition of the podcast. You and I feel like that's not what we do. That's not what people come to us. They don't they, want that. You know, you want a podcast with preparation. Yeah. Listen to the daily. Yeah. If you want to hear high production value, then why don't you turn on? Uh, the daily. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You want to learn something? If we teach you stuff, but you want to learn even more, listen to um, You're Wrong About, stuff you're wrong about, stuff you should know. There's a lot of podcasts out there. Listen, Greg, I had a thought about this, though. The here, And maybe you yeah. can help me. I can't remember. Do we, we typically make predictions for the next year. And then we, do. we let them know who was right. Uh, We're going to do that do, in January. The first show of January, we make our predictions for 2022. And okay, we pay what off I, what predictions we made the year before. That's what I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember if we do it on this one or if we do it on the first one back. First and I one agree. Back. It's yeah. the first one back. So we're going to be making some predictions. The the one that I remember is we, uh, and it's a, li- a bit ghoulish, but we don't shy away from that. Uh, we made a a prediction about how many COVID deaths there were going to be. Oh, we were right. both wrong. Were we, we were high or wrong. low? We were low. Wow, that's so sad. I think it's it eight, really it's is. over eight hundred now. Eight hundred yeah. five thousand. Yeah. When that news broke, I said to Daniel, "I remember." I mean, this is a little bit of a um, of a spoiler, but I think I said five hundred thousand, and that seemed crazy high. Yeah. Yeah. So, and now Omicron is is out and about, and it feel you know I'm seeing once again people are canceling shows. Not you, not okay. me. I'm doing not my you. shows. I, look, people, it's not a time to get hysterical. You wear your mask, you get your booster shot, you go to the goddamn comedy club and you enjoy yourself. <laughs> you have a few laughs. Do you remember uh, one of the last in person sh- in person shows we did, March 2020? Or 
late February 2020, Christina Pajitsky. And when she came over, she or she or you were saying that maybe you'd heard from Rogan that people are like the comedy clubs are pretty sparse right now. People are afraid to go out. And I remember like on air, you were like, it's going to be fine, guys. Keep keep going after the shows. Yeah. Yeah. We were so young then. We were so innocent. I can remember thinking that it was going to be a month. They told us it would be a month. Yeah. And that was uh, almost two years ago. And, uh, you know, clubs are back. I was just in San Jose and we had big crowds and we'll see what happens. I mean, I'll tell you later where I'm going to be, but we, we know I'm going to be in Florida next week. We're going to see my mom, Pat. We're going to see her she in doing? Florida. She's, she's hanging in there. We got to get her on her feet. We got to get her out moving around. You know, she's still getting over the heart surgery. And I think she's, uh, we talked about it. She's getting some depression. Mm-hmm. which people get after the surgery. So we'll uh, we'll get her up on her feet. Got her some nice gifts. I got her a really nice uh, um, electronic foot massager. You put your feet in and it heats them up and it massages them. Oh my God, I want that. Is it one of the, like, are there two slots and it kind of goes like... You slide your feet right in and it goes... Yeah. Is it like from Sharper Image or Brookstone or something? Better. Those are crap. Amazon? Amazon. God, only the best for Pat. Amazon Prime. Ooh, yeah. You spared no expense. Yeah, and Janet got wow, there. Greg. Yep, got there overnight. You got to get that thing in there fast. I know, I know. Yes, almost all of our gifts are also from Amazon. Um, Daniel did venture out to do a little bit of in-person shopping, but most everything. I hit yeah, the Barnes all- and Noble this morning. How was it? It was so great. I love bookstores. It was just so nice wandering around. I picked up a book that I want to read on my vacation in Florida, a little T.C. Boyle book. I love him. And uh, I got- the Cornflake guy? Huh? Doesn't he, I associate him with cornflakes. Corn. Did he write about a story that involved the Kellogg's or something? Uh, maybe. That sounds vaguely familiar, actually. Yes. He had a book with Kellogg in the title. Okay, that's what he did. Yeah, he's a, he's a California writer. He's very satirical. He, he paints mm-hmm. crazy caricatures of people in his books that are literally, like there's just a few authors that make me laugh out loud funny. And, uh, and he's one of them. Is um, Jim Davis, who does Garfield, one of the others? I have the daily tearaway calendar pages of Garfield just because- Do you really? No. Okay. The worst. No, I like Carl- Garfield, Odie, Nermal, John. That's a real family. I like uh, Carl Hyacin makes me laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. Kurt Vonnegut makes me laugh out loud. Um, who else? Well, obviously, Confederacy of Dunces, William Kennedy O'Toole. I need. I have. I don't think I've read any of those. You should read Confederacy of Dunces immediately. It's the funniest you- book ever written. Would you recommend that ahead of Vonnegut? Ahead of like Slaughterhouse Five? Wait, Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse Five, right? Yeah, that's not one of his funnier ones. Oh. I would start with Catch Twenty Two. Cats, Catch Twenty that, That's Joseph Heller. Okay. No, he's uh, he, uh, Kurt Vonnegut is uh, Cat's Cradle, Breakfast right. of Champions. All right, I'll read Confederacy Bluebeard. of Dunces. Yeah, I'm gonna write it down. Confederacy uh, of Dunces. All right. There's you your- know. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying to our audience, there's your reading list for, uh, and also I highly recommend if you like really well-written, 
interesting, deeply researched fiction. Uh, Rachel Kushner has some great books. One's called The Flamethrower. One's called Mars Room. One's called Telex from Cuba. Highly recommend uh, Rachel Kushner if you're looking to buy a book for somebody for the holidays. I like that you continue to read. You and I were both English majors, and I dip my toe in books every now and again. I wasn't general, reading you know. a lot when my kids were your age. Okay. Yeah. That does make me I feel better. I took a little break. Yeah. That makes me feel better. So before we started, uh, I said, I really would like to try mushrooms. This has come up on the show before. Uh, and you said, you're not really going to do it. And I said, yes, I am. And you said, no, you're not. And then I said, yes, I am. And then you said, wait, we, why aren't we doing this on the show? Um, so here, let's do it on the show. Well, I just feel like, look, I know you were in a rock band. I know that you were a party animal. But right now, you are locked into, it's it, like, there's no hungover mornings for you when your kids are this age. You can't well, trip on mushrooms. I really do want to try them. Um, everyone I've talked to, like people that I don't think of as wild party animals, but people that I respect and I feel like are sort of, you know, on, on a similar path I'm on, or maybe I want to be on the path they're on, et cetera say that you know all, all the all the pluses but the question is just how do how do i do it as a mom who has a four-year-old and a two-year-old because i would need to feel confident that the kids are being watched for however many hours is necessary yeah i don't quite know how i do it at this time well i life. think you got to do there's a book called um changing your mind mm. by a guy named um He's a very respected nutritionist and scientist. And uh, he, he wrote this book, and it's all about set and setting. And he spent a year doing every type of hallucinogen that you could do. And he would, um, uh, he would get a guide, he would get a Sherpa, and they would lead him through the experience. And, and it was all about set and setting. Be with people that you want to be with, music you want to listen to, a comfortable setting that's in nature, all Michael that stuff. Michael Pollan? Michael Pollan, yeah. And so what you want to do is you get the parents to watch the kids, and then you jet off to Palm Springs for two nights or even one night. Drop mm -hmm. the kids in the morning, get out there, get settled, have lunch, take some shrooms around 3 o'clock, and you'll peak around 5, and then you'll come down nicely around 8.30, You'll make sweet, sweet love to each other around 9.15. And <laughs> then you'll drift off to sleep at, at 11. And then you'll wake up. There's no real hangover totally with fine. mushovers if you don't drink a lot. And so I'll wake up totally fine, except um, with a deeper understanding of myself and my place in the world. Well, journaling helps. It really helps if you just jot a few things down while you're going through it, because you'll have some nice... It just takes you two giant steps away from your own head. And it lets mm. you examine your thoughts and see, see that there's patterns happening that you may not want to continue. The, all of this appeals to me. Have you seen Nine Perfect Strangers? Did you watch that? It was on Hulu with Nicole Kidman and Melissa McCarthy and Bobby Cannavale. Oh uh, God, King. that was so horrible. I watched like <laughs> I watched like a half hour. Everybody's character was so over the top. It was like it, it yes. was like the director forgot to show up and tell people to rein it in and actually like participate in the movie as a whole as opposed <laughs> to just their role in it. Yes. Well, apparently, 
uh, I just so we just watched it. It I can't say it was great, but I found it to be entertaining and enjoyable. Uh, hallucinogens play a big role in it. But um, Nicole Kidman only met the rest of the cast on the very first when they went in to shoot the first. Scene. That show. That show. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. very. It was very inorganic feeling, and her accent was truly hall of fame bad accent it really was everyone is i mean this came out a few months ago but i just watched it now but so i've gone back to read about it and a lot of people are talking about that yeah and the thing is the book actually so it's based on a book the same woman who wrote big little lies um and the book takes place in australia but they moved it to the u.s but then they filmed it in australia anyway (laughs) So it doesn't, it's supposed to be California, but it doesn't yeah. look like California at it all. It doesn't at all. No, no, no. So. But anyway, like, you here. know, I, I think, you know, I'll always you want to say to people, if we're going to recommend people take drugs, that you do it in a safe setting and that you are with somebody else. It is, it can be a little dangerous to take them alone at a concert or something. And then you get disoriented and you lose your shoes and all of a sudden you're making out with a cop. So, you know, do it, do it responsibly. We should say that. I have a friend who took acid and then showed up for a court appearance. And I think about, I've never done hallucinogens, but I think about that often. Isn't that the worst environment? Um, I would think so because you're paranoid. You're already paranoid. But could you like maintain throughout that? I would have trouble maintaining just in a court appearance, just sober. Let me tell you about the first time I ever tripped. I was at, um, I used to sell mescaline, which is a type of an acid. And so when I was, but this is before I sold it. This is the first time I took it. I -hmm. waited for my 16th birthday because all my friends had been tripping since we were like 14. And I, which I thought was crazy, but 16 seemed reasonable. (laughs) so different so, so different so so we went over to my friend's house and my friend lived in in my town i'm not making this up tiny tim lived in a castle he had oh, an wow. actual castle with turrets and like an arch door it was a it was a big castle that's so cool so tiny tim and, and what was his wife's name giant elsa oh you don't remember tiny tim do you oh no. Tiptoe through the tulips. You you don't remember Tiny Tim? Only t- only a tiny bit. All right, Tiny Tim was this. He he was this. He looked like Weird Al Yankovic, and he sang in oh. a very high falsetto, and he acted very elfin, and he was very silly and hippieish, and uh, he was a he was a it was a goofball, and and he ended up getting was married. Was he tiny? No. Oh. He was very tall. And he used to play a ukulele. And then he uh, fell in love with this woman that he married, and they did it on The Tonight Show. And it was like the highest rated Tonight Show in history. He this was is huge. Ringing a bell. Yeah. I got to look up this guy because I'm picturing someone that looks like Emo Phillips. Yes. Yes. He looked like Emo Phillips. And uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I know who the. Okay. Yeah. I know who this is. Yeah. So who did he marry? Miss, uh, was, missed something. Susan Marie Gardner and then Jan Alwhite, Miss Vicky. Miss Vicky, yeah, on The Tonight Show. I think it was the highest rated Tonight Show in history when they did it. And so um, anyway, so he owned this castle and then he moved out and then this family moved in, the McAllisters. And my friend, and, and the, here's where their names. 
uh, Lachlan, ooh, Hamish, and Lala, wow. and so very Irish. Now I think it was right? Scottish. Mm, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And so, me and uh, my friend Vicky decide to take mescaline. He finally invited. We all wanted to go to this house. It's all we wanted to do. Our whole childhood was go to Tiny <laughs> Tim's house, and then we never could because we didn't know Tiny Tim. And then the McCollisters move in. I became friends with Locke at school, and I just keep waiting for that invite to the house. Mm -hmm. Can't wait to see the house. Were you dropping hints? Yeah, can't wait to see the house. Oh, he would come over my house. Never an invite. Never an invite. Locklin, I don't appreciate that. Yes. La, la. And so finally, one night, it was a Friday night, and he said, uh, hey, you guys, um, my parents said we could have people over. So we invited like 13 of us over and we showed up to the door and uh, me and I, me and uh, Vicky are already tripping and we walk in and we can't wait to see all the rooms. It's like a, Mm. it's like a three or four story block long castle. And he brings us inside and we hang a left and we go down to this little tiny maid's room. It was like, uh, it it was this little fucking 10 by 10 room. Servant's quarters. Servant quarters. And- and we sit on the floor and we're just watching MTV and, <laughs> and no tour, no tour, no snacks, no nothing. And no snacks. And so we, so we're, we're already kind of laughing that this is so silly. And then all of a sudden this dog walks in. He was a Scottish terrier. And, uh, and I go, Hey, uh, Hey Lachlan, what's your dog's name? And he goes, Fred. And forget it. Me and Vicky laughed. For, and we were asked to leave the house because we could not stop laughing. It was going on 45 minutes of us falling down on the ground laughing that Lachlan Hamish and Lala's dog was named Fred. <laughs> that is pretty funny. <laughs> so you never got to see the castle? Never saw the castle. Oh, my God. That is really disappointing, Greg. I but know. you know what? Especially if you hope to see a castle and didn't get it then you should uh you're going to be interested to hear what i have to say because if you've ever dreamed of having the chance to win awesome prizes like uh a tesla or karaoke with Charlize theron or go you go to space with virgin galactic or you could win a beach house mansion in miami so nice then you have to check out Omaze, the new way to give back to charity and have fun doing it. Here's how Omaze works. You enter for the chance to win something amazing. And at the same time, you can donate to support great causes. It's a fun and easy way for nonprofits to raise money and for you to win big prizes, like a multi-million dollar house in Miami. If I had that house, Greg, the first thing I would do is invite you and those other 12 people over. And I would let you guys, I wouldn't just put you in some small room with my dog. I would let you see the entire house, views and all. Here's how it works. Go to omaze.com slash childish and select the Miami dream house or a different experience of your choosing. Once you've selected your prize, choose a donation amount from $10 to $150. The more you donate, the more entries you'll get. Through your donations, Amaze has raised over $150 million to support over 350 nonprofits around the world. Enter today for your chance to win the Miami Dream House or other life-changing prizes and experiences at omaze.com slash childish. Plus, receive 20 extra entries when you enter code CHILDISH20. That's O-M-A-Z-E dot com slash childish. O-M-A-Z-E dot com slash childish. Allison. Yes. 
Have you gotten yourself life insurance yet? No, and I know it's brief. Oh my it's God. Annoying. All right, here's what we're going to do. Okay. 2022 yes. is going to be the yes. year your household insures itself. And you're okay. going to do it. I commit. Through Policy Genius. Because the bottom line is you got two beautiful boys and they are counting on your income as well as Daniel's. I know. If you were to pass away, God forbid, because this podcast would end. I mean, I'm sorry, because your kids would lose a mother. It would be very sad, but it would also be a real strain. So uh, here's how you do it. You get involved with a company. Uh, the, they're brokers here. They're not, this is not an insurance company. Policy Genius, uh, they ask you a few questions, and in minutes you work out how much life coverage you need. You compare personalized quotes to find your best price, and you, will sit, you could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. And let me tell you something, life insurance is not that expensive. It's actually very reasonable. It's, it's the kind of thing that lets you put your head on the pillow at night and it lets your uh, loved ones feel more comfortable and you know their education will be taken care of. So their licensed experts help you understand the policy you apply for. Uh, you can trust them to offer unbiased help and advocate for you at every step until you're covered. They don't add on extra fees or sell your info to third parties. They have thousands of five-star reviews. And since 2014, they have helped over 30 million people shop for insurance. So this is pretty much the place to go. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Do it. Should we do a little bit of news? Uh, yeah. Time for the news. So, story here that uh, baby talk is really helping babies learn. I don't know how you feel about baby talk. I cringe a little bit when I hear adults. When I hear adults doing baby talk, I just want to go like, hey, you know what? Just do that at home. Don't do that in public. (laughs) I did it at home. Of course I did it at home. I do doggy talk to my dogs. I don't do it while I'm walking them. I do black talk when I'm talking to black people. Oh, my God, Greg. Every time I give Wendy food or like a treat or anything, I go, yum, yum. And I think, why do I have to? Why am I compelled to do this? But I wouldn't do it in public. Every time I walk in the door and my dogs come up to me, I go, how was your day? Did you have a good day? Did you lay around and rest? I go through a whole five minute like and they just look at me like they understand. Maybe they do. Did you shit on the floor and bite somebody? (laughs) It does turn out that baby talk does help. Like, it's good to speak baby talk to your babies. Not to your spouse, though, you weirdo. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so babies who were six to eight months old displayed a robust and distinct preference for speech with resonances specifying a vocal tract that is similar in size and length to their own. Meaning, when we do baby talk, we are imitating sort of the size and shape of their, you know, vocal cord structure. And uh, and they they do take to it more. Uh, so you and try so, to mirror them, basically. Yeah. And we're. Uh, yes. Yes. But like a little bit advanced. So in hearing us do it, it helps them learn how to form words. Um, Maybe you should shit. In a toilet? In front of Owen. 
Oh. And Elliot just shit. Well, Elliot, so I have, this really should have been my high. Owen has been quite regular. Nice. Something changed. Good. Um, he has also been, both he and Elliot have been very sick. So I'm a little worried that the regularity is related to like some bug he has, uh-huh. but I'm hoping it, I'm hope he's on the mend now. So we'll see if the shits continue. Okay. I sure hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, go forth and speak baby talk to your children, but not around Greg. Don't want to hear it. No. I uh, told you about my friend who said, I go shower shower now. <laughs> really? I, I told you this. She went to take a shower, yeah. I go sh- I can't. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know, Mike Gibbons, who's my friend, is like, he does a lot of like, he'll say things like delish. Like, oh. it's not baby talk, but it's like, it's cutesy. like yuppie, cutesy talk. Mm, what else is he? We, I think we have talked about this. What else does he say? He'll say like, uh, you know, we got some apps and they were really delish. And uh, <laughs> yeah, just stuff like, and just like, no, be a fucking yeah. man. Like, I am all for gays. Love gays. I enjoy my gay friends. I love gay strangers. I love gays in my audience. I don't want gays in my friends. Like in my straight what? in my straight friends. I'm saying I see. Be a straight guy. Don't if you're gonna be a man that's straight, I need you to be a tough man. And if you're gonna be a gay guy, I need you to be gay. Like <laughs> really over the top, like sing songy. I want you to be catty. I need a really gay gay. So what happens if you find out one of your tough dude friends who says appetizers and delicious is actually has a boyfriend? He's going to need to flower it up a little bit. He's going to need to, you know, take some less. I'm just sure there's coaching. <laughs> right? I mean... Actually, my, my closest gay it. friend, who's one of my dearest friends for the last 30 years, Tom O'Neill, is the straightest looking guy i have been friends i think here's here's why i say this is thrice i have been tricked by gay men and uh one was my one was my best friend in high school who ended up being gay after Mm -hmm. i traveled around europe with him and you know we were best friends and slept over each other's houses and he never made a move on me which you know i who know it's insulting and i may have reciprocated i might have had this really cool story about how i you know, blew a guy in high school. It would have been fun. Yeah. I was deprived of that. And then... Um, Se- selfish is what that is. Yes. Yeah. And then Kevin Meany, who was like my mentor in comedy, who is maybe the funniest comedian I've ever known, he died, sadly. Uh, he, he, he didn't come out of the closet well? until he was uh, like 50 and had had a kid mm-hmm. with my with my the woman that used to babysit me when I was a kid. Oh, wow. Yep. And then he came out. He never hit on me, thank God, because he was actually older. That would have been creepy. And then um, and then my friend Tom, who I was friends with in New York forever. He didn't come out till he was 40. And you feel like they all tricked you. No, I'm kidding. I feel I, I feel very sad that they actually didn't feel comfortable enough to come out. It is really sad. Yeah. Um. But yeah, anyway, back to the fact that none of them were attracted to you. That smarts a little. 
Maybe I think it's because I come off as homophobic that they maybe didn't feel comfortable doing it. Mm. Even though but I'm you really aren't really. I'm not homophobic. I just want gay people to be really parade worthy. I want <laughs> I want sparklers on the eyelids. I want I socks think... that are fun. Fun socks on my fun gay socks. friends. I have realized that I have terrible terrible gaydar and i don't understand why because i like like there was a period of time where i was just a really bad judge of character um like if someone was nice to me then they could be a terrible person but i was like but they seemed so nice like i just really uh, really bad at sort of assessing but i feel like i've gotten a lot better but my gaydar just across the board i'm like that guy's gay right like what? No one else got that vibe. Or I've definitely had crushes on gay guys. And I feel like that's a thing where women get crushes on gay guys because the, you know, he's so friendly and he wants to talk about feelings and he listens. I'm making generalizations, but you know, that's like a, that's kind of a trope, but I'm not even talking about that situation. I'm talking about like just a guy at work who's super attractive. And then everyone's like, you know, he's gay, right? I'm like, what? I had no idea. Part of it too, I think, and this is my friend Tom had he had a harem. He used to call it his harem of women <laughs> that all wanted him, and they were all waiting for him. and uh, And they were heartbroken when he came out of the closet. And part of it is that they're not hitting on you, and that's refreshing. Maybe mm-hmm. that a guy's not coming right. at you, and so it maybe yeah. draws you into him a little bit. You know? Yes. There's yeah. There's something more comfortable about it. I think that's what I should have done. Is I should have pretended I was gay. In college, and then girls would have like been excited to be my first. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that, but maybe. You know. Maybe, I'm trying to think if that's like, would I be excited to be? Not in the '80s sure. when AIDS was ravishing the country. Right. I don't think that would have been right. a big selling point. No, but it's better now. It's not too late, Greg. I mean, it might be too late for you, but you know what? Uh, it might be time to do highs and lows. What do you think? <laughs> okay, I think it's your turn. Last week, I went first. Do we start with high or low? I can never remember. Oh, you stop. We start with high because okay. even though like, I think dramatically you should start with low and end right. with a high right yeah do you want to do that let's try it no. for one week okay. and see how it feels okay so i mentioned that both of my children are sick it's been just brutal it's not covid but elliot has had 103 fever for days and days and days Owen had uh, almost 103 fever. And I mean, they both have these like deep rolling coughs and just pouring snot. And it's just, it's been, you know, a couple years since they've been sick. It's taking forever to get over it. And like, I can't concentrate on anything other than, it's weird. It's like my adrenaline just went, and I can't calm down because I'm worried about them, even though they're going to be okay. We're actually taking, um, we have a, I made an appointment to take Elliot in after this uh, because his ear was hurting last night. But anyway, Elliot has thrown up just a tiny amount 
twice. Uh, not like a full throw up, but a just a modified. I got small a shirt throw up. Well, no, here. So anyway, I was across the room and I heard him gag, and I came over and I got right down his level and I went, "Honey, are you okay?" And he, and so I'm like inches from his face and he just goes, <laughs> so. No. I actually got my low is going to be your low hearing this. I got a little bit of his vomit in my mouth. Oh, no. Just a little bit, though. Like, oh, my I think God. people are thinking that it's like it was not a full chunk or anything uh, like that. It was just he went and I just felt wetness yeah. in, enter my mouth. And I thought, oh, man, how did I make it this far without <laughs> Taking in, it's a, and by the way, I have like a, I have a 99.7 fever. If that's really a fever, I don't know right now. And I'm sort of on the precipice, but like I have, they have coughed directly into my face so many times. It'll be a miracle if I don't get this also. Um, so I yeah, think my vomit in the is, mouth might be the most direct way of giving germs to somebody. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, other than like, if he were to just like shit in my mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when he was a baby, I used that nose Frida thing and I forgot to put a filter in it. So stopped right when I was like, why is it salty? I'm like, oh, so anyway, I just, just way too much of my children's bodily fluids in my face. Damn. That's, that's that's like some exorcist shit. Yeah. Vomiting in somebody's mouth. God. Mm -hmm. It like aerosolized and somehow like got into, like I said, it wasn't. You're a mother, but you're also a human. Did you care for yourself first or him when that happened? Him. You left the vomit in your mouth and cleaned him like up? Like I said, it was just like a, like a drop or something. Yeah. Like it wasn't a ch- It wasn't anything I could move. I mean, I did like try to, you know, furiously yeah. scrub at my yeah, mouth and yeah. like I went and spit in the sink. But, yeah. um, wow. yeah, but I, uh, but let's like if a whole, you know, half a banana or something had gotten in my mouth, I think I would have had to like drop him on the floor and move. <laughs> <laughs> Go yeah, it's it like out. on an airplane. First, put your mask on and yeah. then take care of your child. Yeah. Ugh. All right. So what's your low? My low was my Uber ride to the airport. I went to San Jose this past weekend. And um, my, I don't know if what city you guys are in, but Uber in a lot of cities is they just don't have enough drivers. Mm-hmm. So I got up for my flight and I start, I get on the app, or it's actually, I should say it's Lyft, not Uber. And I got on Lyft and I asked for a driver and they would, the, the, the next one was 40 minutes. Uh, so I get on Uber and that one's 45 minutes. So I go back to Lyft. And so I call the local taxi company. They got no cabs. Wow. And so I just keep canceling and replacing orders. And then eventually I get one that's coming in 25 minutes, which will get me there just in time. So I wait, I wait t- 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, 22 minutes. He cancels. He oh, cancels because no. he had and another you're, ride. You're trying to get to a club? Trying to get to the certain... airport. Oh, to the airport. From LA. I'm trying to get to the airport so I can go to San Jose. Sorry, missed that. I thought you were. I Okay, go ahead. And then finally, like, hail Mary. I'm still trying, and I get a guy that's coming in 12 minutes. So he comes, he pulls up, 
and he is this guy from, it's got to be some Eastern European country that no longer exists, like that kind of guy. A lot of X's and Q's and Z's in his name, and he pulls up, and he's in a a type of a Nissan I've never heard of before, but it's it's their small, small, small car. Hmm. I get in. He's got on the mask, doesn't get out of the car to help me with my bag, which, you know, I don't care. I can handle it, but it's a sign. It's not going to be a great yeah. driver. And so uh, I get in the and back. You, and you have no power in this position because beggars can't be choosers. I am just happy to get to the airport. So yeah. he's got all four windows open and his mask on. And I asked him to put up the windows and he won't because, because of COVID. Because of COVID. Yeah. And meanwhile, I go, and then I go, look, can you turn on the radio? Because it was like the, some Eastern European, like, um, ding, dong, do, ding, 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 dong, ding, 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 dong, do. And then a rapper rapping in some harsh, like, Yugoslavian, like, and, uh, and then he, he's had his, he had the address wrong for the airport. So he took me to, like, the baggage, uh, oh. like, there's a, there's a spot off the airport. Right. Went there, and then I'm yelling at him. It's the wrong place. He's yelling at me. We finally get to the airport. Drops me off. It was just terrible. It was a terrible, terrible Uber ride. And you must have been so stressed, too, because you're going to miss So stressed. I barely made my flight. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. But you made it. I made it. Got to San Jose, and then the the heater went out at the San Jose Improv. Their their boiler broke. And uh, it went down to historic lows in San Jose, so they canceled the Late Show because the theater was tur- was in the in the ni- it was in the 30s. Oh my God! And they didn't. Think I think it was- I've done a. Sh- it's like a nice theater. It's right? like an old, beautiful theater from the 1800s. Yeah, I did a show there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, great staff, cold, great though. staff, great, great. I was so bummed to not do the ex. Still got paid, but uh, I but I would have loved to do another show there. Yeah. Um. Why is there such a shortage of Uber and Lyft drivers right now? I mean, I guess it's there's a shortage of everything. Well, right now. It, clearly Uber and Lyft are not paying their drivers enough, and I've heard that again right. and again. It's like they expect you to own a car, pay insurance, buy gas, have your car be presentable, have it be COVID safe. You get so many protocols, mm-hmm. and then they pay you like a fucking McDonald's worker. They don't they don't right. pay you like an independent subcontractor where you should be making most of the money. They right. and then when they do those price spikes like, you know, I don't know if the surges. They yeah. they do those surges. The drivers don't get those surges. Lyft and Uber keep it. Yeah, the drivers tell me that all the time. I didn't know that. They get very oh, little of so the spiking. Yeah, I know. I know. That is fucked up. And you know what I always wonder with all of those like rideshare things or grocery shopping things? Do does your driver or the shopper get your tip? I hope they do. Yeah, of course. They can't fuck with your tips. But they, you know, they they tried to maybe they did actually in LA. Did that referendum pass to treat I don't think the so. it didn't pass. Yeah. I, okay, don't quote us on this. I'm pretty sure though it didn't. Mm. There was a referendum where they would be treated uh as employees instead of subcontractors. So they yeah. would have their I guess they would have some Maybe some health care or something? Yeah, it either definitely did or definitely didn't. <laughs> I think it didn't. Um, as as uh, ev- indicated by the fact that you couldn't find a driver. Yeah. All right. My high, though, in addition to 
noshing on my child's vom. Um, that is that the kind of thing? That's what that Gibbs Mike would, say. would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I had a Zoom party with my page. So I'm on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/AllisonRosen, um, and I periodically have Zoom parties where everyone. Uh, who's at like a certain level and above can come and we hang out on Zoom and uh, I get to put faces to names and we all talk and I get to meet people's dogs and their babies. And it's just like a very relaxed, um, fun hangout sesh. And again, that's what he would say, right? Yeah, sesh. he would say sesh. Uh, and I always and walk away from cute. it. Uses the word cute. It's just a cute sesh. Yeah. And I always walk away from it feeling uh filled up in like my heart feels full because it's really nice people who really like my show uh and it just makes me happy and they like it a lot so it's just very it's a very wholesome cute sesh greg what about your high (laughs) (laughs) and is that and that's part of your patreon membership yes it is. And how often do you, what else do people get with your Patreon? So they get bonus episodes of my Patreon podcast called The Friend Zone. How often uh, do they get an extra episode? One one a week? W- yeah. You know, it's supposed to be one a week. I have fallen down on the job of late. Yeah. yeah. But for a time, but the goal is one a week. But that, I don't know that I can keep that up. So I might need to scale back a bit. Um, and then at different levels, they get the video of that as well. They get video of my Thursday shows. Um, there's a level where they can text me and I'll text them back. I have a special number for texting. That has been a real crowd favorite. And that's actually very fun. How often that do you get like, texts on that? Like, I get texts like every day. Really? Yeah. It's actually, you know, I worried that it would be overwhelming, but, um, but I enjoy it and they do too. Uh, and then zoom parties and, oh, they can like ask questions of my guests. They can, um, submit different things, access to me. Wow. I, like I'm I love it. Out. Yeah. I love it. It's, yeah. It's nice. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. If you sign up for a year, you get uh, two months free. What about you? What's your high? And thank you for letting me plug all that. Well, my high is that I now know that I'm going to do a Patreon in 2022. Look at that. Because that sounds like fun. I want to get to know my fans better. I never call them fans. I call them listeners. Fans always sound so like, like they're my fans. Like they don't have yeah. any other interests. They go to work. They raise their families. And they focus on me and my career. Like I, <laughs> I, sounds I go much. back and forth. I never quite know what to call them. They yeah. call themselves fans. Yeah, though. well, they can. I just don't call yeah. them that. All right. My love, my high was my Uber driver when I got to San Jose. What was he or she or they like? It wasn't the airport ride. It was actually I was taking. Uh, I was taking it. Wait, no, it was my. It was my ride to the airport leaving San Jose yesterday. And um, car pulls up and I can hear thumping music already. And guy jumps out and it's this black dude with dreads with the beads on him. And his, his pants are sagging. He's got some very expensive high top Nikes. He's got, uh, he's got the, the gold teeth. Grill. He's got the grill. And I was just in the mood for it. It wasn't an early flight, so I'd already gotten up and gotten my coffee. And I mm. and I see him, and he gets out, and he puts the bag in. 
daps me, which I always respect when the black guy daps you. It's like, all right, thank you. I don't even know you. what that means. You know, like the hand like the hand slap handshake, you know. Oh, okay. That's called dapping? Yeah. Oh, my now God. Now I know I, I didn't know that. Wow. So this guy, so we get in the car, and then, and he's blocking traffic. He, he just pulled up. He, he just pulled over and stopped his car in the middle of traffic. So I'm kind of hurrying. And then he sees this girl who's got a huge ass and she's carrying flowers. And he goes, uh, and he, and he, he, he goes, can I holler at you? <laughs> and she goes, mm-hmm. And so he walks around the car up to her. Now imagine the fuck. And he, and he just, he, and he gets right up in her face and he's talking with his hands. And it was like super intimate. He gets the digits. He gets in. I go, Dude, I go, dude, the ball's on you getting a number from a girl carrying flowers. That's yeah. like asking out a pregnant girl. I mean, <laughs> I mean that. And, and so he dapped me again and then we laughed and then he started playing me this music. I forget. It was, it was something TikTok. It was like the TikTok song, some some rap. And he was singing all the lyrics. And and then he took a phone call from his cousin and the three of us were all laughing. And it was it was just the greatest ride to the airport. And then uh and then he got out and uh, gave me a hug. And then he, he wanted to follow me on Instagram. And he's like, damn, you got 90,000 followers? What the fuck do you do? I said, I'm a rapper. He goes, I'm a rapper. I go, I'm not a rapper. I'm a comedian. I said, I just had a feeling you also were a rapper. And so he goes, yeah. So, he, so, so now I follow him on Instagram. I should give out his handle. Yeah. Who is he? I don't know. I have to look it up unsatisfying ending to your story yeah big tip um, big tip though yeah well he sounds fun yeah uh, i like that can i holler at you doesn't me involve actually hollering <laughs> 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 went a different place than i expected yeah listen um i need to go because i gotta take elliot to urgent care should we do a quick voicemail and then wrap it up yeah all right let's do it Oh, hang on one second. I got to make it. So I'll read my can... dates while you do that. I'll be appearing okay. uh, December 30th in Jan- Oh, no. West Palm Beach Improv, December 25th and 26th. December 30th and January 1st in Bridgeport, Connecticut at the Stress Factory. New Year's Eve at the Stress Factory in New Brunswick, New Jersey. And then Laugh Boston and uh, Helium in Portland in January. In February, I'll be in Lexington, Kentucky. Tickets at fitsdog.com. Nice. And listen to Alison Rosen as your new best friend. And please listen to my new podcast, Upworthy Weekly. Uh, they all will be coming at you regularly scheduled times over the holidays. Okay, here is our voicemail. But I just want to quickly say, we want you to call in. Make That's, our, that's your New Year's resolution. Call into Childish and leave us a message. And the number is 805-317-4243. Leave us your questions. Uh, here's one. Hi, guys. You almost certainly won't put this on the podcast because it has nothing to do with children, but I just wanted to address something. Allison seemed surprised that Greg found a boulder to drop in his neighbor's pool when he was a kid. Um, I grew up in the same area as Greg, and I'm a geologist, and I can tell you that the boulder that he got was what's called a glacial erratic um, there are a lot of boulders just strewn about in New York because when the glaciers melted, a lot of them were carrying around boulders and they just sort of dropped them in place. So there's just boulders strewn about all over the place. And Allison, you wouldn't have had that growing up when you were a kid in California because the glaciers didn't extend down there. 
Um, so that's just a little fun fact about where Greg got that boulder from. It may have been in place for like 10,000 years before Greg picked it up and put it in that pool. Anyway, just wanted to explain that. Thanks. Love the pot. Bye. That's one of the things I miss about New York. I love the boulders. We used to, as kids, we used to party in the caves. There was an area uh, in Rockefeller State Park on the Hudson River, and uh, there were these caves that we used to, you had to shimmy through them. They were very narrow, and you'd, and you'd go inside, and, the, and then they opened up into like a cave, and, uh, and we would party there until Dave, Dave Vada took a piss, and we couldn't come back for a while. We have a similar... This is like lore in my family. So there are these caves down at Big Corona um, Beach. And, uh, and it, like near Lifeguard 5, there was this cave that my brother Josh found. And we were also fascinated by it till he found human poo in the cave. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm going to go to New York and get myself a 10,000-year-old glacier. Yeah, boulder. not it, a glacier, a boulder. Yeah, I can't wait to I can't wait to get to New York. I'm going to do some local spots too when I'm in town. David tells headlining Carolines the nice. week I'm there at the end of December, so I'm going to go watch him. He's my favorite comic to watch in the world. Tell him I say hi. I will. I feel like he'll remember me. How do you know I him? My show. Um, I so he was on the Adam Carolla show when I was there yeah. a few times, and I've had him on my show. Okay, yeah, I'll tell and him I remember we've talked about this before. I thought he was going to be this intimidating guy, and he's like just a big old yeah, sweetheart. right. He he's is so nice. Yeah, love him. So tell him I say hi, and if he doesn't okay. remember, slap some sense into. Okay. Him. Uh, Greg, did we do it again? It seems that in 2021, in particular, there was a lot of people saying there's no way they're going to make it through 2021. Right. And in they, fact, maybe they, they just eked by in 2020, but 2021 is the year that it, the wheels come off. And I well, think what we, <laughs> fuck you, what we've shown is that we're going to do it in 2022 as well. Yeah. And, uh, and as our last show of the year, we want to thank you guys. As always, I love going to live shows and you come up to me and you say that you're a fan of childish and you always send your love to Allison. And I don't always send it on as often as I should, but yeah, rarely. Um, thank you for coming for the ride. Thank you so much. We love you guys so much. Um, I gave you our phone number, but if you want to email us, childishpod at gmail.com. We love your emails. 2022, please email us. Email us a lot, please. And then leave us a nice comment on Apple Podcasts and follow us on social media, childishpod on Twitter and Instagram. That'll do it. Allison, have a great holiday. You too. And a happy new year and get ready for our predictions next year. That's right. Okay, God bless. I'm Greg Fitzsimmons. I'm Allison Rosen. And we are Childish. Childish.